Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the Amish Cheese House in Chowdo, Oklahoma. And after the break, a travel contest from the Oklahoma Historical Society? I'm Brett. And I am Harley. I like a good contest. I'm competitive. I can't wait to talk about that. But let me tell you something that happened to me. Okay? Thursday nights, I go spend time with my older kids and, and my grandson. And last uh, last week, went to a really good Mexican restaurant in downtown Bethany, which was good. It was really good. But the highlight, you ever just been driving? You know, you drive down the street to go turn around, to go park at the place that you're really going to. Yeah. And you drive by something, and it catches you at the corner of your eye. You're like, oh, I wonder what that is. And then you, you notice that it says, all you can see right away is the word cheesecake. Is that yeah. what happened to you? Um, well, I, not with the word cheesecake in particular, but I have had similar circumstances. Okay, so I was, <laughs> we get parked. I go, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go take a picture. I like to take pictures of murals. Like a lot of times your best pictures are in the alleyways of where, whether it's the plaza or Bethany or Moore or Norman, it, there's a number of places. And they had a really cool, really cool mural, took a picture of it. So I walked by said cheesecake place. I looked on the door and it said nacho cheesecake. And what you would think is it's nacho. Right. Like, oh, so it's nacho cheesecake? That's interesting. That sounds like something that Taco Bell would try to sell you. <laughs> but it's N-O-T-C-H-O okay. cheesecake. So I look, there's no hours on the door, which I saw somebody sitting inside, open the door. I'm like, how late are you guys open? He goes, seven. I walk, get about halfway across the street. I stop in the middle of the street. It's not a busy street, so I'm not causing any major disturbance, except in my my brain. I look at the clock, it's six, I'm like, 621, it's seven. I turn on and go, man, I got to, you guys close at seven. So I went in and <laughs> I said, what? What's your best thing on the menu? He goes, we're almost sold out. I was like, all right, cool. Almost sold out of what? Their cheesecake. Like all of it? Yes. Oh, wow. He goes, but I'll tell you what I do have. So he set me up with a double crust. Now, these are four-inch cheesecakes. Yay, I'm holding up my fingers around about the size. They're about two. They feel like they're about two and a half inches thick, but they're about two inches thick. Okay. They're hearty. They're, some, they're beautiful, beautiful cheesecakes. He's like, I've got, I've got a double crusted one, and I can put some cherries on it. I said, yes, please. Do you like plain cheesecake? I like a little bit. I need something on it. I, uh, I, it depends on how good the cheesecake is. I think. Man, I probably could honestly probably could have did it without it. Then they had another one that was called the Pink Lady. It's basically a lemon cheesecake with a drizzle and a, a, a tiny lemon wedge. It's about the size of a, as round as a ping pong ball. I've never seen a lemon that small in my entire life. And then they had another one called, I think it was, I want to say bourbon. Is it bourbon whiskey? I don't know. It was like a with a caramel and a nut glaze. I mean, it just, I'm telling you right now, I've had some good cheesecake. I stood in line for 45 minutes in Memphis, Tennessee, to get the best cheesecake in town. And what I'll tell you about some of the best cheesecake cheesecake places in town, the one in Memphis looked like it wasn't even open. Like if you looked inside, you're like. They look like they're, they just like moved into like a, an old build, abandoned building. This one, cute little location, 
really cute. I say cute. It's a little quaint, little cafe setting. Every day they do a different cheesecakes. Monday's different. Tuesday's different. Wednesday's different. Thursday was the night they had the pink lady. and the. I'm telling you, if you get a chance, if you're in downtown Bethany, they don't need our help. Go to Nacho Cheesecake. So I have a question. Sure. Honest question. I bought four of them. <laughs> that, that answers my question. How's your diet going? <laughs> so my diet's going pretty good. It's I went a little off the rails on that Thursday, uh, but I've been doing pretty good thus far during the week. Saturdays and Sundays are kind of, uh, you know, I'm kind of putting it on autopilot. <laughs> so, but... Funny. You got sometimes you got to eat good, man. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, there's good for you. Doesn't taste near as good as I don't know. It I think, can. I think there are some places, and that's one of the things that we've been talking about a lot lately. We've been covering a lot of food places. We and, have, and I think it's just because it's becoming so rare. Like the yeah, good food. It's rare. Very hard to come by. Good food. Good ingredients. Because this is my rule. You know, I don't. I've, I've said it before. I don't eat out a lot. Um, and when I eat out, I want to pay for something that, my God, even if it's not handmade, I want it to look like it. Well, you know, <laughs> it's gotten to the point to where, you know, doing something, you know, like let's grab something quick and cheap on the way home because it's been one of those days. Cheap and quick doesn't, those doesn't two, exist. Yeah, it used to. Like, there's no value. There's no such thing as value anymore. No, you swing through the Burger King drive through and you're paying as much as you might as well go sit down. Yeah. And you might as well go to a restaurant you that you hell that you even can tolerate and spend that kind of money. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. <clears throat> but you had a chance to go somewhere. Uh, you just man, we talked about it last week. Every time every time I talk to you on the weekend, you're talking to me on speakerphone. I'm like, "Where are you at? I'm in We have a we both have we have separate trips planned this weekend. You, you do. No. You know, I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have something. uh, I have something going on. You have something going on. Uh, A little bit of driving, a little bit of exploring. So this will be a, another good show weekend. And I've got an, I've got, we'll be having an Arbuckle Wilderness conversation coming up in the next couple of weeks. It'll be my first time to go to Arbuckle Wilderness. I've been here my, for real? For real. Never been, man. Well, uh, Amber and I did get to check out a place. On our last road trip, one of yeah. the places that we've been promising, the Amish Cheese House in Chodo. And you you spoke very highly of their ice cream. I did. Uh, well, forget what, hell, hell with it. We'll talk about it right now. Their ice cream is a showstopper, dude. And you're not, see, that's, I'm, I'm I wanted to go an, into it because I'm not an ice cream guy. Neither am I. I'm, you're not either. And it's probably for similar reason. It just doesn't. And maybe it's how it's, I think it's how it's made. Uh, honestly, I, I have no idea what the secret is, but normally if I eat more than a scoop of ice cream, I'm regretting it. Yeah. It, it, for me, it, it, it just does all kinds of weird stuff to me. So tell, I mean, tell me more about this. It was a blueberry cheesecake ice cream that was delicious, had to have been homemade there on the spot in a waffle cone. That was the thinnest. Mm. Normally, waffle cones are you bite into them; it's like breaking, th- like you bit into glass, and yeah, yeah, yeah. shards of it stabbing you in the. G- this was the thinnest, crispiest, 
It was just there enough to hold the ice cream. Right. It was amazing. So it was kind of like a, almost like a, a crepe cone with a little bit, with a little bit more bite to it. Yeah. Some, I, I don't even, I, that's probably as good a definition as you could throw out there. But yeah, the ice cream, it's amazing. Well, you sent me and a picture. It was cheap, dude. Their mini cone is as big as a Brahms cone, like the regular yeah, yeah. Brahms cone. They call it the mini. And I think it was a dollar ninety nine. You can't get, I'm sorry. I think it's, I want to say it's like four dollars to get one at Brahms. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't price matched them recently, but yeah, it, you sent me a picture of it. It looked silky smooth. It was amazing. But let's get to the meat of the matter. The Amish Cheese House in Chodo, started by Wes and Leah Miller. They're the owners and operators of the Amish Cheese House in Chodo. They have a background in Mennonite and Amish communities. Wes and Leah both kind of have a um, a desire to share good food and culture with the, their friends and family around them. Listen. Yeah. I will say this. There are a lot of misconceptions about the Mennonite and the Amish communities. I think it's... I. But I also know from some experience, their their doors are always open. Come see. Come see that we're not just, we don't just run. You know what I mean? Because I think there's a lot of those, you, you put those misconceptions that they, you know, just ride around in wagons and they you know, have funny beards and all so this stuff. I mean, when, when we went there, because, yeah. because Chodo is listed as being the largest Amish community in the state, yeah. I will say that I was a little bit disappointed that I did not see Anybody that jumped out at me as being Amish, you know, there was no, there was no horse drawn carriages. I didn't see a horse. Really? I drove around Toto for a couple of hours and I didn't see a horse. You know, maybe, maybe they've upped their game. They, they do have events where it's more common for, you know, everybody to get out, uh, and, and do that sort of thing. I, I guess I expected to see an old blacksmith out on the, the main drive, putting horseshoes on you. Right, or, uh, you know, uh, you know, especially up around Iowa and places like that, they, they do have roadside stands where they sell baskets and, hell, like the Amish fireplaces, for crying out loud. Yeah, no, I think... And then again, I think that's my misconception, and I think a lot of us have the same misconception. Well, I think you can you can say without a doubt that the Amish community really care about the products that they put out. They put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into their arts and crafts. Listen, if you're making me a sandwich and it's on fresh homemade bread, there's not a, I don't care what Subway says, I don't care what Jimmy John says, or fr- it's not homemade. It came on a truck and you threw it in the oven and you heated it up. Oh yeah, for sure. I will drive to Chodo, Oklahoma, to have a handmade, homemade sandwich. <laughs> yeah, no. So the Amish Cheese House was established in the year 2000. It is a deli and a cafe and a grocery store and an ice cream shop, kind of mm-hmm. all rolled into one. Started with two employees, now has over 45 employees. Yeah. The place is hopping, dude. Mm-hmm. Like elbow to elbow. But... Everything is either made locally or made in other Amish or Mennonite communities throughout the country that yeah. they have shipped in. Dude, the attention to detail. So the restaurant is basically soup, salads, and sandwiches. Right. Everything is made fresh. Everything is made of. fresh. It's unheard of. Fresh meat, fresh bread, fresh cheese. Dude, I 
I basically made out with a a pad of butter for like three days. I think the difference is too is this is this is a community. I mean, we're talking about a, a, a company or a, a restaurant that went from two employees to forty five. They're feeding back. They're funneling back into the the Amish community. You have to you have to have some pride in ownership. You have to have that pride in craftsmanship. And and there isn't a whole lot of communities that are more what's the word I'm looking for? More handmade, homegrown than the Amish community. I mean, look at the hours of operation. They're open six days a week. Population of Choto, Oklahoma, two thousand forty seven. Uh-huh. Forty seven of them work <laughs> right. And I bet 47 of them are re- related to the other 2,000. <laughs> I think the Amish the Amish community, the size of the Amish community in Chodo is 600 people, approximately. <sighs> wow. So it is a very Amish community, but dude, like, that's almost, that's a huge percentage of the population working at that one restaurant. You've got to be doing a lot of business. Yeah, it's like having the, the only... Uh... Like living in Detroit and not working for, you know, General Motors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 30 years ago. 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So it's a big building, 7,200 square feet. Like I said, it is a full-on grocery store. Like you can buy instant pudding. Yeah. That is literally homemade instant pudding in a little clear packaging that says banana pudding on the top. Really? Yes. Like Jeez, everything man. is handmade. You know, homemade egg noodles. Gosh. Homemade butter. How far is Chodo Chodo from here? A uh, couple hours. A couple hours. Yeah, I two mean, and a half. You know what? I've drive less. I've driven less for packaged gravy before, dude. I'm telling you, li- yeah. literally though, I I put some of their their hand rolled butter. Mm-hmm. I had butter on everything until I ran out of butter. Really. Like, it didn't matter what I was eating. Like, yeah, a little tab of butter on there ought to be good. You know, and that's the thing about home. I bet their butter, You if you, if you had a, a, an ingredients list, there'd be two of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not homogenized this and no. salt, salt extract and salt extract cow <laughs> pieces and all this other stuff. But, and again, dude, they're open six days a week. Yeah, they're closed on Sundays. That's it. Uh, it's basically 9 to 5, 9 to 6 the rest of the week. Yeah, but if you want more information on the Amish Cheese House, the website, I'm proud of yeah. the Amish community for hopping on the AmishCheeseHouse.com website. Yeah. I mean, since they have a, they do have a reputation for not being up on the times as far as technology Again, goes. Again, we're dispel, we're here to dispel all the misconceptions about the Amish community. Absolutely. And if you want your if you want your communities dispelled or the the misconceptions dispelled, let's let us know we'd be happy to do that for you. But coming up after the break, travel and tourism trivia? I don't think so. Stick around. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. 
So, news story from Fox 25 News. Fox 25 News. Oklahoma Historical Society holding travel contest for the month of March. You know, I'm competitive. You know, we were talking about, um, off the air, on the air, about playing a role-playing game. You know, and I was like, I've never done that before, but I think I could win. I wonder if I could win this, though. What what are the what are the rules to the tra- a travel contest for a guy that barely barely gets out of jail for <laughs> 24 hours but please tell me how I can so be a part of this. This is a pretty simple one. You visit the most yeah Oklahoma Historical Society sites in the month of March and tag it on social media and you'll win a prize pack. I wonder what the prize pack is. I guess it doesn't matter. I like to just win. I'm one of those people that'll just, I'm one of those people that'll just win and give the prize away just to, I'm, I want the glory. So the, again, it's, it's not a complicated contest. They just, the Oklahoma Historic, <clears throat> the Oklahoma Historical Society just wants everyone to get out there and check out Oklahoma. Yes. So there are a lot of historical society sites yep. like the Atoka Museum and Civil War Cemetery. The Cabin Creek Battlefield, the Chisholm Trail Museum, Cherokee Strip Regional Heritage Center, a lot of these places we've covered on the show. But being there, like listening to you and I yeah. prattle on about doesn't, a location. Doesn't do it any justice at all. It's just a teaser. It is just a teaser. And take your kids to an actual battlefield around here. There was a war here? Yeah, there's been a few, Okay. Go check them out, win a prize pack, and tell them that the only okay show sent you. And if you want a full list of the places that qualify for this contest, check out the link in the show notes. And if you get out to any of these places, sign the guest book and tell them only an okay show sent you. Because nobody else, is, no one else is talking about this stuff. Agree 100%. Well, this has been the only an okay show. I'm Harley. And I'm Josiah. And we're out of here. Peace. cat-sized intelligent society that murders any person that see them, sees them. Dude, tell me that wouldn't be like a, a really... You wouldn't have to show them. You could just have somebody theorize and then have like... Yeah. Where, you know, like you're looking at video recording and mm-hmm. you see like a blur down in the bottom right-hand corner, you know, like something rat-sized, but like a whole society of creatures that their whole life their whole society is built on hiding from us and killing anybody that sees, sees them. them. Hmm. That'd be kind of key. Kind of like uh, kind of key. Kind of cool. Like the littles, but evil. Yeah, I have an idea for a movie, but and I told Matt a while back, I was like, I I, I have an idea for a movie, but I need help writing the the screenplay. Yeah, and basically, it's it's not as funny as yours, but. When I was a kid, I went to the thrift store and found a book that I have not been able to find anywhere. It's one of three books of oh, my the life. Werewolf book? Yes. I think it would be a cool concept to have a werewolf. We, we've seen werewolf. We've seen teen wolves. We've seen grown men become wolves. But what about younger? You're talking about the Shazam of werewolf. Yes. Kid, kid stumbles, in an, stumbles oh. into an old 
either a thrift store or an old dusty used bookstore, or would it have to be something a little more, you know, with the uh, like the library and uh, Ghostbusters? But it'd have to be something where the kids like stumble around looking for books, sees the old man in the bookstore, and says, "Morning, Brett. Hey, Mister Crab Apple. Crab Apple. <laughs> it could oh, it could be Mister." Uh, Who's the guy that always gets in trouble on the Scooby-Doo, Mr. Because um, you throw a little little Easter eggs in there. Mr. The kid never has enough money to buy the book. He's like, back in to read your book again? He's like, nope, got the money to buy it now. Buys the book, takes it home, does the, does the stuff. But here's how you here's how you create it to where this is how it, it, it's this, it fits the superhero arc of every superhero movie, nearly. Like Spider-Man, like Shazam. Brett, let's call him Brett, is the oddball at school. He's the new kid in town, whatever the case may be. He's been bullied. He's got one kid that always, you know, there's people messing with his family. Have you seen Brightburn? Yes. Same concept. Maybe he's adopted. What's the name of this book? It was, I challenge you to find it. How to Become a Werewolf. I'm, you know how you go... Maybe I'm getting the title wrong. Yeah. It's the only title of a book that I've n- I have looked high There and is low. a book called How to Become a Werewolf, The Dark Art of Lycanthropy, but it wasn't published until 2013. This, yes, I've seen that one. This one had, and it, it had stories about, um, it, it told the folklore, like the European folk, and it was a paperback book, dude. It was probably no bigger than this, honestly. Um, but it told the folklore, told stories of people that claimed to be werewolves, talked about Zambia, Africa. I mean, it was a dude, it was one of the most fascinating. I was, I was so enthralled by this book that I would have dreams about doing the rituals. I mean, and they were the most realistic dreams I'd ever seen. But the reason why I tell it from this perspective of, you know, about the time I got this book, I was a, you know, kids in the neighborhood would walk by and pick. I was always getting picked on. And, you know, you always go, man, I wish the worst were just, I wish I could just fix it. But the problem is with great power comes great responsibility. It's kind of a, once you become, there's, there's only one way out of becoming a werewolf. It's death. Death. Yeah. So you got to be careful what you wish for. And there's a point where the kids, like, at that point of saying the last, I don't, whatever. Saying the last in Latin part of the spell, which he's he's said poorly at best, so he doesn't even think that he, it will work. Mm-hmm. He's kind of looking at the last one, going, "This is it," and it's abracadabra, and nothing happens. Yeah, why? Because it doesn't work that way. It's not altered beast where by stage two you become a wolf, by stage three you're pissed because you become a dragon. You literally, it's once you become a werewolf. It still has to be a full moon. So when he realizes, I did, crap, I'm nothing happened. He's he's closing his eyes when he says the last thing, and nothing happens. Not even a, you know how some situations there's a change in the wind. You kind of mm-hmm. nothing happens. He's like, I knew it. Yeah. And then full moon happened. Not that night. It's like he's still getting picked on. Yeah. He tries it again. He tries to do the spell thing. Okay, I'm gonna try it again. Nothing happened. I give up. He's right. ready to kill himself. Yeah. You know, a good a good thing, him actually killing himself 
and then coming back as like like him not being able to pull it off right and it's over <laughs> like <laughs> you never know if it ha- it never you never know if no, it happens no no like legitimately he didn't kill it doesn't kill himself like he sl- oh, slits his wrist right. and then ends up going to the emergency room covered in blood and the doctors are like why are you throwing out us right then you, he waltz out kid, in the this hospital. Is, kid, this isn't funny. Yeah. Or they think he's a mental case. They've got him strapped down. And then the Benicio Del Toro Wolfman situation happens where he's like, Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> but he doesn't kill anybody because he's he's not sure. Like, he feels like himself, but he realizes that he's changed in this thing. So he just runs out of the hospital. I was having night. I say nightmares. There's a real quick, just a quick aside, and we'll get to it. In, in the book, they talk about if if the the spell takes, then on like the third night after, two men in white, dressed in white, with all with white hats, will appear, will come to your door and knock on your door. So I had a dream and. It's something about being a kid. Your dreams are so much more, they're so vivid. I, I was across, in the dream, I was across the street watching from their living room while these two men walked up to the porch and knocked on the door and looked back towards where I was at, and then I woke up. I'm like, I'm out of here. Are you sure it's not called Spells to Become a Werewolf? What year? Give me a second. About 2011. Dang. I wish I could find that. I would give anything to have. Ritual to become a werewolf? It just seemed like it was more straightforward. Spell of the werewolf? It was a cool book, though. It was really cool. It was one of my favorite books. And I literally just, I remember, uh, I found it at a thrift store on 29th Street. The, uh, my, he called it the blind store. It was the thrift store that was for, that supported the, um, the League of the Blind or some shit. My grandma called it the blind store. So, um, but what would you think about that? That'd be kind of cool. It'd be a cool story. Three, two, one.